back to another season of Scare Topless. I'm your co-host, Daniela. And Jessica. And I'm the producer, Tyler. Nice. So this is our return, our, I guess, annual return <laughs> about it. Um, we kind of went MIA for a hot minute, and now we're back. We kind of grooved up again, and as always, kind of revived from the dead. Um you can always season. yeah count on us to be back in october as always spooky season spooky season i honestly love everything about spooky season to be honest and it's just like my favorite time now i think after i graduated university i don't feel the stress of like homework lectures school so that i can actually appreciate fall and everything about it so i'm just excited to kind of bring this year in and to like new beginnings new stories i don't know everything about it yeah and i'm kind of like i had a a thing i think we should do before each episode Mm -hmm. um kind of telling the listeners to like chill whatever you're doing just like you know put your headphones on maybe if you're like laying in bed or you're on the subway just like be ready to relax and hear a horror story um because yeah, that's what seriously. you're gonna get seriously i actually have done that with like other like spooky podcasts where they'll be talking about the scariest shit or like true crime and i'm literally relaxing on the subway or like falling asleep and stuff like that and it's like literally about like a possession or something and it's like the scariest thing but i'll still be like chilling and stuff like that so i feel like that's just my favorite thing but i guess to kind of catch you guys up a bit, a little of what we're doing right now is, well, for me, I'm, I started a full-time job after um, I graduated university, like a year after. So now I'm just kind of doing when I went to go study, which was like a little bit of marketing and media and stuff, which is now that I think about it kind of crazy because we started this podcast in what, our third year, mm-hmm. my third year. And now we're like, all starting like kind of our careers a little bit and just kind of like doing life and it's so cool like our passion project kind of just like flourished still into this little thing that we have now i think that's so cute you know i love recording it's so much fun yeah it's Mm -hmm. kind of followed us with our uh, our path which is really nice no it definitely did so what are you doing now jess um chilling (laughs) (laughs) enjoying fall and um yeah also in marketing so like freelance marketing stuff Mm -hmm. and yeah so cute what about you tyler Uh, same old just working on the books doing my uh part-time gig so whenever i get the chance to work with you guys it's always a pleasure so it's a nice change of pace yeah for sure Okay, well, I kind of want to get started on... Oh, also, we'll give um, a warning before each episode that um, this will contain... um, Actually, I don't know if it contains um, (laughs) gruesome content. Please Mm. be advised. (laughs) Okay, this episode doesn't contain gruesome content, but it contains a lot of paranormal um, content. So if you're easily scared about things like that, then... Maybe the next episode might be lighter, but there's no real trigger warnings for this okay, episode, cool. I guess. I feel like we can move on now. 
that we got that out of the way. Yes. Okay, so we're going to dive into the haunting of Sally House. So this is has been honestly one of my favorite pieces of stories that I've been loving to listen and watching people go and discover the house and everything like that. So it takes place in Atchison's, Kansas. Man, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Why is it always in, like, the south? Kansas is south, right? Mm. Why are we always so bad at geography? (laughs) (laughs) Every time. I I, I can honestly say I have no idea. (laughs) I can look it up. It's Whatever. It's always in, like... the south? Yeah. It's always the south somewhere. United States, like, Oklahoma, some shit like that. Anyways. Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure. Most fucked up place in the U.S. That's kind of like the middle of the U.S. Oh, is it the middle? Let's say middle and southern. Down. Yeah. Middle bad. down. It's a weird place. We're back because we're like, yeah, that's really south. <laughs> I was thinking it was beside like Florida or some shit or like Georgia. I don't know. It's like two states away from Texas. Oh. So oh. That's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of oh. south. That's okay. south. That's kind I'd of say south. that's south. You know what? For yeah. the purposes of this podcast, it's south. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you know, so this house has been visited by, you know, so many, if not hundreds of ghost hunters, mediums, YouTube bloggers buzzfeed unsolved you know even one of my favorite youtubers now like sam and colby love them if you guys haven't watched their videos go watch them because i actually love them and i would hope for that actually actually one day that we get to do something like that um and you know other skeptics around the world um to kind of visit this famous haunted house and right now the house is not occupied or anything like that so it's just kind of available for both like daytime visits overnight stays and as which is i always found that was really cool was that every single time you visit these type of haunted houses there's always a waiver and like a contract that you have to sign i wonder what's on the waiver like it's just like if something happens we're not responsible yeah like it's basically potential for like personal injury um no serious injuries or anything like that or just, you know, basically saying, like, at your own risk. For example, like, I know at the Conjuring house, it literally states that if you get possessed, that's not on them. Like, that you have the risk of being possessed by entering into that house. That's, that's on the waiver. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I would not sign that waiver. I would not go to one of those houses, personally. People, like, that assign them thinking it's, like, fake. And then they report a bunch of shit. There's there's another one where the waiver it says like you're likely to get pulled. Oh, because there's really? a lot of stairs. Yeah, there's another Sam Colby episode. Wow, uh, I didn't see that one. At least uh, that I remember. But but damn. So. Um. But yeah, so then the, basically the last reports of the tenants were in back in 1993 of the Sally House. So that's kind of what we're gonna go into, like the origins of this house, and you know all their experiences so the home itself was built between 1867 and 1871 and it belonged to dr michael finney and his wife kate finney with their children james agnes and charles and they lived in the basement while the rest of the home was under renovations but michael would pass on would pass in his new home in 1972 and agnes moved back into the home and married an engineer named william true in 1913 but then her husband passed away in 1818, and then Agnes passed away in November 1939. So after these deaths, families would consistently move in and out of the house without any serious incidents or threats or anything like that. But 
and December on December 31st, 1992, Tony and Deborah Pickman, a young like newlywed couple um, who was expecting the first child in 1993, moved into the home. Oh, fuck. so this is kind of when shit gets real for them. And at the time, they're even like a little bit of skeptics as well about like the paranormal. So the first incident kind of happened when they were um, unpacking unpacking they just arrived they just arrived (laughs) they're not even settled into their house yet they haven't even taken their first leap in the house and shit fucking happened and basically their dog would start viciously growling and barking and what would have been or what would be the baby's nursery room but of course the couple didn't think anything of it and dismissed it as a dog becoming familiar with their new surroundings and after that the barking kind of subsided a bit I don't know. For me, when any single time I've seen my dog stare at a corner or bark at something that's nothing there, I'm on my fucking toes. I'm really, like, looking behind my back. I'm not, like, settled or anything like that. Because, honestly, spirits and animals, like, they're able to, I guess, or I don't know what you say, like, animals are able to see spirits. Yeah. They're kind of in the same realm, like, cats I mean, and stuff. If I saw my dog just barking into like an empty room with nothing in it that's a little weird it's weird i don't know i don't know about you but i'm flagging that like it's weird i'm taking note of that if anything i'm like and the fact that it was the the soon-to-be um newborn babies like the nursery nursery room that's when you mentioned the new the like they're expecting a baby i feel like that's maybe why nothing happened before that maybe because there was no kids in the house because like aren't kids supposed to be more like susceptible to being um, yes to possessed yeah or like spirits spirits. yeah basically but what can i get into all that so so then in between january and june 1993 the couple would experience light flickering dimming cold spots around the home and unexplainable drop calls in the landline but because this was their first time and they're also you know first time being homeowners it was kind of i guess expected for them um i guess to understand these things happen and they're like oh maybe it's just an old home and just trying to find some reasoning and they didn't really think again much of it of anything but again for me if i feel cold spots and i'm in an old home and weird shit's happening i'm gonna be like this is this is a ghost in my home uh i mean okay Personally, I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. I'd be like, oh, okay, like, you know, maybe we just need to, like, get better heating. But I'm from those ship. little things, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't jump to, like, ghost. But the dog thing, that would have freaked me out. The other things, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's just, like... Maybe, honestly, for me, I'm just too much of a believer that I literally think anything is a paranormal. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> let's, like, before, when we, like, talk about these kind of things, we'll say, like, our level of belief in this group. Oh, yeah. Like, Danny is, like... We haven't really updated ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that I'm saying I believe everything immediately. So, I guess you could say I am total believer about everything. I... If someone tells me they've experienced a ghost issue... You're like, yes. I'm 100% believing you. There's no doubt about it. I'm not even thinking about the logics. (laughs) You're like... There is no practical. It's a ghost. Yeah. So that's that's my level of belief right now. Okay. I'm like in the middle, I'd say. I'm kind of like, I guess, 
depending on the evidence and what it is, I could be like, well, okay, that's kind of weird. Like, what could be the explanation for that? And I could be scared. Like, per- I wouldn't fuck with any, like, ghost paranormal stuff because mm-hmm. I just don't want to fuck with that energy. Yeah. But I'm also like, mm, I think some of these maybe are, like, could be dramatic. And I don't know. Like, it's not. Yeah, I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. I'm okay. in the middle. What about you, Tyler? I know your opinions have changed. Yeah, they have. So I think I started off as like being like the biggest skeptic, mm. but I think I'm probably somewhere in the middle now, where some instances I'm a full believer, um, but it's usually based off of context. Um, for me, I think what's most important is like just recognizing the context of it. So yeah, there, there, there are parts of it where I full believe, and some of where I'm like believing a little bit less. But mm-hmm. I'm open is the difference from before. I'm more open to these paranormal experiences. Which is crazy considering since like episode one. Yeah. You were like, no, there has to be like a reasoning for everything. I think it's just so interesting. It is. No, it is because honestly, once you dive deep into the paranormal world and like listen to the stories and even like have experiences for yourself, your entire mindset will change. And it's just one of those things that it it has to happen to you for you to believe it. Because I've met so many skeptics and they're like, so then that's, you know, I guess picking and choosing when to believe in. I'm like, I guess so. Because it's like, unless you have those experiences or those stories, then they're not going to happen. So that's kind of like with this family, I guess. And it's even, um, even Tony, the husband, even joked around and said, ha, we must have a ghost. He even uh-huh. joked about that, <laughs> you know, after everything all happened. And that just, to me, I'm like, I would have been like, fuck no. Like, we're cleaning this house. Like, we're, we're doing everything. I would have moved out by then after. But, so yeah. So after the baby arrived, more weird things started to escalate, such as the toys, like electronic toys turning off and on, on their own. And Deborah even witnessed the wind-up mobile um toy so like you know on top of the crib there's that little mobile thing that kind of goes around oh yeah so she even seen that turn on its own and play by itself while she was like in the baby's room oh my god right and um it to me already i would have been like crying um and then she she's then felt like she couldn't shake the feeling that her son was almost waking up almost hourly as if someone was playing with her baby she literally was like yeah i couldn't shake the feeling that i felt that so that's when like she herself was like experiencing those things and it's always the mom and the mom and the like child that are experiencing the things i always always and i've even heard that in like my personal life of um stories of like people saying it's the mom and the child when it's always then when they're alone that's when shit happens it's never really when like anyone else is around um so then after that it kind of got to the point where their neighbor even casually asked why they left their nursery room light during the night (gasps) when in reality the baby had been sleeping with deborah and tony and was adamant that the light was coming from inside the room because the couple kept saying, no, like, maybe you're looking at the hallway light or, you know, the living room. And the neighbor was like, no. Like, that light is coming from the nursery room. There's no way. 
So that was like already weird and like oh, if I was a neighbor, oh my god. That would like just creep me out so much. So then in July in 1993, Deborah's sister Karen came to visit and at this point said that they were pushed over the edge of disbelief and through the door of terror at that point <laughs> of like <laughs> shit that's been happening to them. And everything, I guess, all the events that lead after this too. So basically what happened was that they spent the day out and then Tony asked Deborah why she put all the baby stuffed animals in the nursery room um, in the circle with their backs faced oh like my each God, other. Oh my God, I want to die. <laughs> and Deborah had no, she had no explanation. She was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what the fuck Wait, you're sorry, saying. Can you repeat that? Just for the people who might have missed it. <laughs> Maybe that, that one part. I feel like that needs to be known. The baby part? The, like, the toys in the circle. Yeah. So imagine all the baby stuffed animals in a circle with their backs face each other. So then their faces are like out outwards. That's fucking it's creepy. It's such creepy imagery. That's so it creepy. It is. And it's like something so innocent. Just like it's so creepy. That Like can you imagine that? Yeah. But it's kind of like. It's because it it was done purposefully. Like who like it wouldn't just be like that. You know what I mean? Like someone did that. I know, right? So then they so exactly. So they assumed that Tony's brother kinda did it as a prank and they're like, Oh, okay, whatever. And so they kinda quickly cleaned it up and went downstairs. But then Deborah noticed that when she was at the end of the stairs, the nurse the nursery lights were still on despite turning them off and she went back upstairs but found one of the stuffies laying on the floor and placed it back on the chair but turned around and saw the stuffy in the same position laying on the floor hours later wait okay can you say that again so she went up she went so the light was on so she went downstairs okay and she when she turned her back she noticed the lights were still on so she went back upstairs knowing that she did turn them off but she's like okay i'll turn them off and then she noticed that when she, after she cleaned it up, all the stuffies, like one stuffy was back on the floor again. After she had just put the stuffies away. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just, they just left it like hours later. Like they just left it. They didn't want to touch it. They're like, no. <laughs> so they just left it there for hours. Like they're not touching the stuffy. They're like, there's no way. So then. Um, Imagine being the spirit in the room. You're just like, haha, this is going to fuck with them. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to get them good. Oh, I fucking got them again. Yeah, like. So after that, um, Tony's brother, Craig, came by with a 35 millimeter camera. And he decided to kind of be a ghost hunter and, you know, was like, okay, let's take pictures and everything. Because he was kind of just intrigued by this whole thing that now they're, you know, scared. They might believe there be, there's a ghost and all these things, right? So... They went up to the nursery and that same stuffy that was there um, that was like left, right? Um, he went towards the bear and said with his camera, if you're here and you want to have your picture taken, then like move. And right when he took the picture, the bear spun around on its own and literally like just spun around. That's oh. it. And after witnessing this encounter, they all felt like it was best for them to leave the home. Oh, no fucking shit, bitch. Yeah, like, they're like, yeah, let's pack. <laughs> I would have been out of there, like, way before that. Jesus Christ. I know. 
But that, it kind of makes me laugh though. Like the bear just like this little stuffy, little, just like, like just like do a flip. It's like, oh yeah, I'm here. Take my picture. <laughs> literally, literally. So Ready then, for my close up. <laughs> so then they grabbed the baby and everything else that they needed, and was, um, you know, strapping the baby. And Tony felt a sharp pain in his lower back, and it wasn't a. It wasn't until they arrived to Tony's parents, Deborah asked to see his back, and they saw three long scratches on his back. Just like three long. Like um kind of like a claw? Claw, like a claw. Like just three long scratches. Oh, like sideways. Like on his back. Like yeah. Okay. That's weird. And this wasn't gonna be the last time that he was gonna get scratched. No one wanna like it. I know. So so then the next events kind of follow the couple calling in a psychic, which her name was Barbara Connor, on July 29th, 1993. And she was able to tell the Pickermans, um, or tell the Pickmans, um spirit of who's kind of been, like, taunting them, I guess. And she said the spirit happened to be a little girl named Sally, who would often let her presence be known by lighting a candle to let the couple know she was present um, as... That's what kind of what Barbara let, was led to believe, and she did let Barbara know that she was bratty but harmless, but still let Deborah know to be patient but firm with her. So now at this point, they're like, okay, it's just a little girl. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm still terrified. I'm still. I mean, the thing is, at this point, the only really like, um, I guess you can say like bad thing that was done is a scratch. From my like, nothing really. No one's been hurt. Like, there's just been like fucking freaky things happening yeah but there's only really been the scratch right now that's it it's just a scratch which is like okay then that's a little that's violent that's violent you know what i, I would mean? have been like harmless there's the spirit literally like scratched me yeah i would have been like no tell her to get out of my house <laughs> tell her to get the fuck out literally okay so then do we know the credentials of this barbara girl the psychic no it's just I guess she, they I just called like a random psychic. Yeah. Okay. So then on October 31st in 1993, in the early morning hours, Tony came home from work and made his way to the kitchen to grab a cup. And then he turned around and saw a young girl standing in the kitchen. That's literally what he's seen. So then I'm he... sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. I oh my gosh. <laughs> And then, so then Tony like just described standing there, her. Like, yeah, just standing there, watching him. And he described her like this. White dress. And I remember she had a white ribbon in her hair. Kind of like she was dressed for church or something. And then it kicked in. I can see through her. I can see the door right through her. No. So. <laughs> can you imagine that? I've personally never seen the spirit. I've never seen. I don't want to see a spirit either. I would never want to see. I think I'd. I think I'd faint, or like I'm blacking out, or like (laughs) one of those. I'm gonna need therapy after I see a spirit. I'm gonna need. I have to bring that to my therapist and be like double time. Double time. Yeah. I'm like I need another like six weeks just to like unpack that. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally. So, and this is kind of where now it starts to tie in with other residents that used to live at the house. So a previous, I guess, tenant had said that, he says, the whole time he lived there, my daughter was five at the time and would have an imaginary friend named Sally. 
I would scold her for something and she would come back and tell me, I didn't do that. Sally did it. Or Sally told me to do it. Oh, God. Yeah. So this is what a previous resident had said about that ghost. And obviously you make the connections like, well, I saw a little girl. So then, you know, they're talking. So then Tony even drew a picture of, of Sally, of what he's seen, and showed it to the previous uh, resident who confirmed it was the same girl she had seen from her youth. Oh, my God. So that, ugh, goosebumps, honestly. So then after this, Tony did also say that he's seen the little girl twice. And the second time he saw her was when he was he was sleeping. And she came to his bed and started tugging no. at him. No. And she was trying to get him out of bed. And she kept reaching for him. And he would pull back. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> and, so she, and she would reach harder and tug. Like, you know, like kind of like a game of like, what's that game called tug of war tug of war with the blanket yeah. you know what i mean so then about the third or fourth time she grabbed his arm does sally have daddy issues do you think bitch that's I don't what know. it sounds like yeah, probably who knows so then <laughs> she grabbed his arm and it turned and he says this she turned into a being that was part animal, part human. What? And almost looked like rotting flesh and worms are calling through it and growled at him. Growled? growled. No, 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 no. That's evil. That's evil. That's something so evil. That's malevolent. That's malevolent. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. No, I. whenever we talk about this and then you say something about like a growl, that's honestly what scares me the most. It's like the, I think we've talked about this before too, like the weird like sound of just like a, it's not a normal sound that comes out of them. Like it's not like if I were to growl, it's like a, like a, a growl's growl. like, yeah. Like, like an animal growl. An animal from, growl, from a like, a like a beast. It's Ooh. like a beast, Ooh. beastly <laughs> sound. Oh, that's so funny. You that's know what so I mean? I know, right? So then, basically, this is when the couple then moved out of the house in 1994, but then claimed they still feel connected to the house and will experience odd occurrences years later. So then, but they weren't the last tenants. Oh. So then moves in Mary Liggett and her husband with their two children, and they will lease the house from Lee Smith. And basically, he came on a surprise maintenance visit and he did went to like the basement and he discovered a large pentagram on the <gasps> basement floor and an altar and a few disturb disturbing items no. and basically concluded that mary liggett was a satanist and was performing rituals in the basement wait who's mary the new resident that moved after the couple and lee smith was then um she was leasing it to mary lee was leasing it to mary yes yes and Lee came and saw Mary was doing shit in the basement. Yeah, he came on a surprise maintenance, wanted to check the house, went to the basement, saw pentagram, an altar, and, like, other disturbing items. And then he, after he saw that, he basically kicked them out. Okay, pause. I also want to say, when it comes to Satanism, I feel like there is a... Like a... Like, there's a negative look on Satanists mm -hmm. where I can, like, there's a, like, they're known to, like, just do, like, 
like kind of like black magic, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. But I feel like that's maybe not all Satanists, right? So I don't want us to paint it as like, th- but it also depends like what were the weird f- things he found in the basement? Like, I'm not sure. You know what it I mean? Because detailed, but yeah. So he concluded either Satanist, a devil worshiper, like even maybe witch. Not really sure. Mm-hmm. It's not like she really confirmed it. So this is like based on his like telling. And when he seen this, he yeah kicked them out. But since then, though, like that pentagram has been covered up. Um, I mean, I'd be a little freaked out, too, if I went into like I was renting a home, going to the basement and I see I see that I'm like, ooh. No, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. But if you watch now YouTube videos of that house, yeah, like I said, the pentagram is covered. But tons of like YouTubers like go and will sit on the pentagram that's covered. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? (laughs) Why? Why? For the content. (laughs) It's for content. It's like, hey, get a picture of me. Like BuzzFeed <laughs> like, Unsolved has done it. I seen Sam and Kobe has done it. Even um Sam, they believe that he might have gotten attachment from either that house or way before from other um investigations. They be, doing, they be doing way too much. Like you don't know what's following them at this point. Like <laughs> you don't even know, but they but for them they have like attachments though. It is confirmed that they have attachments. Like these guys, they don't. They, they're, they're, they don't give a fuck. List. They're they're going for it. Yeah, they they, they want to be haunted. Well, they, they they're also they open Dybbuk boxes. If you don't remember the Dybbuk yes. boxes on one of their channels, they they bought Dybbuk boxes that were confirmed made by witches, and then they opened it. But wasn't that on eBay though? Didn't they say like they it was? It was on eBay, but they also had the paperwork to based off of their thing. So oh, okay, it, it could be real, could be fake. We don't know. But it's, like, still that risk, though. Yeah, there's still the risk of it. There's still that risk. So, yeah. And so people think that, basically, that basement is a portal now for a lot of entities and a lot of spirits and even a demon. I hate when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a popular folklore, I guess, that lots of people believe that it could be true and kind of explains a little bit about who Sally is, but it's up to you and your discretion of how you believe it, this and that. So the kind of the folklore goes that one day a frantic mother arrived to the home of Dr. Charles, who was the first tenant, remember? And she was carrying her six-year-old daughter named Sally, and the child had collapsed from a severe abdominal pain, and the doctor diagnosed appendicitis and knew there's no time to delay surgery. So believing... The appendix was soon burst. The doctor began cutting Sally before the anesthesia took full effect. And Sally's screams suddenly stopped and she grew pale and limp. And she died on the operating table. And her last memories were of a man whom she believed was torturing her. So that's what it kind of, I guess, what people think will explain her why she wouldn't get along with men and why she was targeting Tony. Yeah, that makes sense. But... Lots of people don't also don't believe this as well. And a lot of people think that Sally is a demon, actually, playing as a little girl. Because lots of the times is that demons will fake being um, kids or other things to get people to kind of trust them. And they will lie to mediums, you know, kind of fake it and stuff like that. And this would be the cover-up, which would also explain why Tony saw this being and growl. So, 
Yeah. So people, some people believe it's, you know, Sally, a playful spirit. And, you know, was a little girl. But then other people are like, no, Sally is, is fake. That story is fake. And like I said, it is a folklore. There's not really anything to prove that happened. Um, kind of like I said, just a story. Um, so people reported, yeah, that she is a demon. People think that. I hate the way that Danny says demon. She's like, a demon. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I guess... Lots of people, you know, that were visitors and stuff like that. This is what a lot of people would um, say that they've experienced is um, their video and investigative equipment. They stop working. Batteries are full, immediately and completely draining, experiencing moving objects, unexplained scratches or bruising on their bodies during or after visits, physical touches, mysterious cold coldness and trained guide dogs refusing to enter the nursery don't like it yeah so it's just like the whole house is just <clears throat> fucked and yeah because then you go from the one thing of like okay there's the girl sally um who and i feel like that that folklore story it made sense but i also don't believe it because of what tony saw of like the weird like half human half animal beast growl like that was weird mm -hmm. that was weird and like the scratch was weird like that's not innocent it's not and then there's also now the other spirits maybe getting in through the basement like i don't know yeah like a portal like yeah. mary opened up a portal so there's people think i even when i was watching the sam and kobe episode there was a medium that was there and she was saying that there's other spirits so there was, like, a military guy. There was, like, a woman. There was, like, a little boy. She's like, it's not just this Sally being. It's five other people that she was picking up on mm -hmm. as well. Oh, and no. in this video, she gets, like, like a headache. Like, she literally is just all, um, all bad vibes. And she says, she's like, I can't. And, you know, Sam and Kobe actually stayed there for the night, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did. Yeah, They're like I so said, fucked. Sam like oh, sat so on the pentagram. So, for the for because I've watched all the Sam and Kobe for that season, the episodes that came after it, any encounters that they had with the paranormal were referring to Sally specifically. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you watched any of the other episodes, but mm -hmm. they did some episodes here in Canada for like um, like Fort Worth, I think it was, and then one at Casa Loma. Yeah. And they kept referring to something, a little girl who wanted to be friends with Sam and Colby, and they were interested in just um, following their energy. And they couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from or who it was, but they kept coming back to Sally or the letter S and stuff like that. Wait, who was saying that to them? Um, it was all through spirit boxes. Oh, yeah. So it was through spirit boxes. It was through, um, they have a thing called the Estes method, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Oh, so what this they is do, fog. this is very, this is very interesting. What they'll do is they'll do sensory deprivation. So they blindfold you yeah. and put noise canceling headphones on. And then they'll put the headphones into the spirit box so you can't hear anything but the flipping of channels and the sounds or the words that would come out as a result. So if you're in the right circumstances and uh, your mind is in the right place and you open yourself up to it, 
the people around you will ask questions in a seance ask um, way to try to get a conversation out. Okay. And especially in these very um, hot spots, like for example, Sally House or the Conjuring House or any of these places, they'll get responses. And whoever is under the Estes method, who's um, part of it, they'll respond directly to the questions almost immediately sometimes. Oh, no. I'm right, right? Yeah, Yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, Wait, wait, wait. Do you understand? Okay, so so the person under the method, they can only hear through... It's like a, is it like a radio? The, okay. Yeah, the spirit box. So you know the spirit oh, okay, box, yes, how spirit like it switches? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So let's, let's put it into perspective. So let's say I put on the headphones, I plug in, I plug it into the spirit box. I blindfold myself. I can't hear anything that you guys are saying or talking about. You ask a question like, um, what are you here for? I can't hear the question that you asked and I respond to you with what I'm listening to. So let's say if I, if I hear, um, to play, I'll just say to play and I'm like responding to you, but I have no idea the what I'm saying, what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah. So Ooh. throughout these episodes, they'll do that. Um, and they'll perform like, yeah, the Estes method. And even that, I think someone told them to like, you need to be careful with that because there's been times where people get pulled into that or it constantly could break you down in your energy and there's like little moments I've watched their videos and even um, it's like the way that you respond back could be like creepy. Like you're basically opening yourself up to like letting a spirit talk through you in a weird way. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. Like, could they kind of is that a way for them to kind of like take over? You your are you are being you're vulnerable yeah, you're because yeah. you're um, yeah, it's a sensory deprivation. So you're like you're definitely being more vulnerable than you are. And I think I, I got was, chills talking about this. Right. Like, like there this was is so cool. There me. was one episode. I know that um, I forgot which one. I think they went to Ireland and Kobe was doing the SS method and they were asking a question and he had it on and he smiles and he's like, you got it. And he was referring to Sam. And then people in the comments were like, that was really weird. The way that the tone of it. And the way he responded, it was like as if he knew the question, but it's like he didn't he doesn't really remember or like, you know, when they get out of it, they're kind of dazed a bit. They're like drained. Um, They're like, oh, I don't think that made any sense. And then people were like, no, that made so much sense in our conversation. And also they don't do it for longer than like five minutes. Right. Yeah. they, 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 They don't stay under very long because they say like the longer that you stay in it, the longer you're opening yourself up to like people can you know attachments and and your energy like draining and stuff like that that's so terrifying so so before they they enter or before they leave they always have to like confidently say you cannot follow me yeah not you know you may not follow us home you are open to having a conversation and telling your story and communicating but you do not come with us I, from my understanding, they didn't do that at the Sally House. Oh, they didn't? Did I, they I'm not? assuming not because they didn't have um, that blonde remember. girl who was their psychic. Oh, yes. Who was at the Conjuring House. and that, She was the one who was speaking on the behalf of everyone saying, you cannot follow us home. 
you, I have the power of the Lord behind me. You are stuck here. You cannot follow us up. I love the blonde girl. Her name is like Amanda, right? Was she so, the yeah. one that was like yeah. chasing demons around the house, like telling them like you can't come with us? Yes, like, yes, yes, that yes, was yes. her. Yeah, Did, yeah. Have you you watched their videos yeah. then? I've seen Sam and Colby, but I remember someone telling me specifically about it. Might have been you, Danny. I don't know. Um, of like maybe the one girl that they bring the psychic or the medium, yeah. And she's like brave as fuck. Like she will chase she's demons brave. and be like get the fuck away like you're not coming so, with us yeah so she wasn't at the sally house she wasn't it was i think it was seth borden the set the seth the um, seth guy if you if you've heard of him he's yeah. related to lizzie borden, borden who is an axe murderer that <gasps> episode is so crazy yeah. too that episode is crazy so we've, we've kind of dived into the sammy colby lore but they're he they're friends with somebody who they go investigating with who's related to an axe murderer and it's just the wildest stuff comes up when he's around specifically even okay i want to touch a bit a little bit about the leslie um yeah borden episode so even amanda so she can see spirits and i follow a little bit of her on tiktok and she shares her stories and stuff so when they got there she would say like oh i just seen lizzie just walk past and then the first time i was watching this episode i'm like what the fuck like what do you mean she saw and she describes it and she goes in she says that she can see she saw lizzie borden's uncle and she had like they had this machine um that can kind of detect like energy like if you hold it around it like go it spikes up i uh, forgot is the name it the evp i think yeah it is yeah, the, I, think I think it's so, the evp right? yeah. yeah and she puts it she's like she's right beside the guy and it, it's spiking up and she's like this is him right here he's standing right here and then he gets, I guess, the way that she sees it, he's crawling up to the corner and uh. he's like trying to get away from her. And then she steps on like a couch and chairs and she's trying to like, you know, get in the corner and it spikes up again and she moves it back. She's like, see, yeah, that's him. And she puts it back and up forth, back and forth. And um, then he, you know, he's kind of pissed and he's like, leave. And then they're like, whatever. So then they decide to do like another Estes or like maybe a seance again, like in the living room. Because they noticed that the lights were going on. And they're like, oh, maybe that's Lizzie. Let's go talk to her. And that's what she thought. She literally says, they're doing the seance. And she's like, we need to stop right now. Like, there's something here. <laughs> and I we can't I can't talk to you guys about it. We need to leave. Yeah. This and that. She's convincing them. And it gets, like, fucking creepy. They step out of the house. They talk about it. They unwind. And she's like, they ask her, can you talk about it now? And she's like, yes. She describes that she's seen a freaking demon in the corner of the room watching them and in the video she even when she saw scenes that she's like rushing out of the demon telling the demons like get out like you know leave leave this and that and she says that like you can see her in the video and she says he was watching us the entire time we were doing the seance the fact that she can see that mind-boggling to me like it's insane it's literally like what the actual fuck? We we could do a whole episode on Sam and Colby. Yeah. I'm honestly I'm down. I'm down for that. I'm down to just you know give our reactions, uh, give like everything about it, what we think about it. That is so terrifying. Mm -hmm. That is so terrifying. Like it's, if you're her and you just see those things, like I don't know how she does it, where she's just like, I don't know. I don't know what her, her. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what her whole story is. I know that she's been a medium or a psychic for a very long time. She yeah. used to see things when she was a kid, no? Yeah, she used to see things as a kid. And maybe, yeah, I'm down to like do a whole episode, separate episode of just like Sam and Kobe and all about them. Because honestly, 
just them two alone as ghost investigators i love their content Mm -hmm. super love their content every single time i've been watching like a paranormal um you know investigator they always push the limits and they always do what like the audience says but it's like at the same time at what risk yeah because you know when i watch videos i'm like oh just do more you know what i mean and they bring it to a whole another level like bringing mediums and stuff like that so um i'm down to like have just an episode of just about them Mm -hmm. because it's crazy what they do and it's scary and this shit is on youtube yeah it's on youtube it's some of the best like um, content for um, paranormal investigation that I've seen. Yeah, I agree. Like, Some of like their BuzzFeed Unsolved, they they don't get a lot of stuff, and they're a little bit too joking with it. Yeah, and I think there's a perfect medium with these guys where like it's it's humorous, and they're also actively debunking stuff while it's happening. But then I guess because they've opened themselves up so much to the paranormal, they also get incredible evidence. They're serious about it. And yeah. it's, you know, they, it's kind of like, an, I guess, in the same way Tyler was like, it started of being being a skeptic. And then it became like, now they say, no, we're, we're believers. This shit is real. We're telling you guys. You know what I mean? So that is also like kind of insane. But um but yeah, I guess that's kind of really what this episode's about. And like, if I'm I'm down to do a Simon Kobe episode, I think that would be really interesting. Or so like a reaction video, reaction mm-hmm. video, Something. anything to talk about it. And you know, that give you time, Jess, to watch some videos, create your own like opinions and yeah. everything about it. Because yeah, this this was a really good um, conversation about I think, it. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Honestly. Sally House is uh, so. I, when you said uh, during our planning that you wanted to do this episode, I was geeking because this is one of my yes. favorite favorite stories. It is like and the experiences that come along with it, the imagery of the stories that are being told, um, and the fact that Sam and Colby would be an easy uh, conversation with it because them being followed by the Sally demon. For I don't know how many episodes, maybe like an entire year potentially, before mm-hmm. they were able to like actually get rid of it. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's some serious stuff. It was like maybe like eight episodes of their content. I swear, it, it was something like that. I feel like that just adds to to like I feel like sometimes when people hear paranormal stories, they're not convinced. But with this, I feel like there's so much evidence from so many different people who've experienced something. And then, like you said, with Sam and Colby having Sally, like, follow them. Yeah. And being able to watch that happen on their YouTube. There's a... There's... So, and there's... I think someone... One of their fans in the comment section of that uh, Sally House episode, they noticed that there's a specific timestamp in the video where... I think it's like 20 minutes, 23 minutes into the video. Sam is sitting on the pentagram and he's staring up at the camera. It looks really, really creepy. Um, in a later episode, during an Estes method, they mentioned that timestamp. It was just like 2031 or something like that. Stop. I don't I know if you've ever know. caught on to that. I don't think I caught on to that. Gabby's the one who told me about that. We went and we did our own best investigation. We watched that episode. We checked the comments. We're like, okay. Went back and watched the Sally video. It was confirmed. Wow. That they had referenced it in some way, shape, or form, which is, to me, mind-boggling. I can't, I can't debunk it. I think it could be an incredible coincidence. But if there is something there, there's something paying attention. 
No, there is. Wow, honestly. But That's so scary. Jess, you're just shaking your head. That's so scary. Yeah. I'm literally just... Because, I, like I said, I'm in the middle when it comes to paranormal stuff. But certain things where it's like there's just so much to kind of like... I don't want to say like prove, but there's just a lot of evidence like in on the for the paranormal side and like mm-hmm. how do you kind of be rational about it i know right when there's so many people saying that they've seen the same thing it's a lot it is I time to so. sage <laughs> it's time to sage <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to scare topless so be sure to follow us on social media at scare topless for updates on our episodes and let us know what you thought of this week's episode you can also send us an email if you have any future cases or a DM um, that you want us to cover or when you want to hear from us next. Until then, we are your hosts and we'll see you, you next, next time. time.